And where's Dino? He just right here, bro. He just oh, what's up, baby? Yeah. <laughs> So I have a I have a hard yeah. stop at ten o'clock. So let's do this. Okay. Do it. Oh hell no. Oh welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this orgasm. Uh, it's cool. it's uh four days since the the turkey day debacle. Ugh. It's taken that long for for Dino to come out of apparently a medically induced coma. Is that correct? They had no. <laughs> they, no. they you had the doctors, they had the doctors put you under. Is that right? Just for no. uh, and Lomas is here. Lomas, who just got back. He was driving home for 29 hours. He just got home. Just fucking got home. Yeah, I've uh managed to have. Managed to have a nice Thanksgiving up in South Haven with the family, despite the Lions' loss. But it it definitely put a sour note on the proceedings. That's for fucking. Oh my sure. god, you know? Dino. I think Dino. we need a serenity. We need a serenity prayer. Oh man, yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Can I go back to the Lions always sucking though? No. Well, always, no. We're not there yet. The, the Lions sucking. Every Thanksgiving, they've lost okay. seven Thanksgiving games oh in a row. God. The hell! <laughs> I don't want the game bro. anymore. I this don't want the game anymore. One. I'm willing. I agree with you. Can't we just? I I don't mean to get ahead, but get I just want to say the one the one thing I most want to say and put on record. I was not prepared. To have my Thanksgiving shat upon as profoundly as it was shat upon by my beloved lions, I was not. Yeah. I was not ready for that, and I felt. I felt violated. Mm-hmm. I felt mm-hmm. unprepared. I, yeah. There was nowhere to go. It was. It's so much worse than a Sunday loss. Because there's not like the official day, like there's you're not supposed to like on a Sunday you lose, uh-huh. you you go prepare for the work week, you know, right? You turn your attention to to Monday, you do, but Thursday on Thanksgiving you're not supposed to do anything. Expect like sit around and hang out, maybe watch more football, which is the last thing I wanted to do after that game. Mm-hmm. And I just, I was, I was. It was real PTSD for me. It was hard. I did not do well. Even worse is the fact that you have to then pretend to want to sit down with your family after that. Exactly. Is, you know, you have to pretend to be interested in them. Exactly. I just wanted to go. You know, they have those rooms where it's like there's old TVs and microwave ovens and cinder blocks and you go in there with a sledgehammer and you just can go insane. Yeah. yeah. That's what I that's the only thing that was appealing to me right after that game. I just wanted to break things. It was it, there was nothing there was nothing to be done. You should I was have not been prepared. That. I was not. I was prepared for a loss, perhaps. That was the first game they played this season that it was just it was just a what the the Ravens game they obviously lost worse but you watch that game and you're like okay that was a buzzsaw that was on the road 
that team just like knocked us a couple times and we couldn't recover. This game felt a lot like a good old fashioned 2017 Maddie Stafford game that was just like, we're going to shoot ourselves in the foot, but nine different ways. And the coaching's going to get weird. It was, it was hard to watch. It was bummed me out. Well, I, I, I think the, the hard part for me is it might be time to sleep on Jared a little. Oh, wow. Wow. Are we, is it time to sleep on Jared? Oh, Jesus. I mean, ask the author of don't sleep on Jared. (laughs) Yeah. This is like Dylan going electric and 68. It's not okay. Wow. It's, your it's like cla- it's like Clapton sleeping with George Harrison's girlfriend or wife or whatever. <laughs> that is betrayal. Ismic. Let's mean... sleep on Jared. Do we have another QB? Well, before we, before I've heard we... Herndon is healthy, and he'd be the running QB that we need. <laughs> he has six turnovers in two weeks. When he's, he's not protected, it's ugly. <laughs> yeah. He may be I, as handsome as any mother of the QBs, but he's not good without being protected. <laughs> Look, yeah. I, I want to register that um, I we I had this one as a win. This was circle schedule. <laughs> and uh, I think we all had this circled as a win. Yeah, but and. You know, as we all know, they really beat the snot out of them the first time they played them. And we felt it's really true. good about that not that long ago. But now that's just a distant memory. And this yeah. loss stings. And so the Lions are now eight and three, which objectively, out of context, is right. the worst thing, of course. Um, the way that they've played these last several games, and especially the last game taking the L at home, um, ugly. And it makes, it raises some interesting questions. One of which is Jared, what do we make of his play lately? Are we getting drowsy at least around Jared, if not yet sleeping? And is it, is it possible that teams have figured something out about the lions and they're exploiting it or is it that the Lions are going through a lull? I will say, as the resident O-line, O-Linean, mm. this crew, nice. they were uh, starting, apparently, a rookie on the O-line. I don't know right. what his name is. Yeah, Jonah Jackson is injured. Out. I, I believe Vitae is also out. Maybe Va- Vitae's on the IR. Yeah. Jonah Jackson's just week to week. Yeah. Yeah. They started that rookie and he did not. He's week to week. He's yeah. week to week. <laughs> so, like, another song that was, we should put on it, the back burner. Yeah. Week to week. That's a good this one. This is our song about the injury report. <laughs> <laughs> He's out with the groin. Injury. I feel like that would be a good just He's like. He's out with the knee. He's week to week. Yes, he's week to week to week. Living on the edge week to week. <laughs> but uh, it strikes me that the O-line is very 
susceptible to like one weak link can really bring the whole O-line down. You know what I mean? Like it really, it's weird. the whole it's energy weird. and geometry of the whole thing. And there, we just have not been healthy on the O-line. It really sucks. And our O-line was bad. They let Jared was under pressure all day long. And we yeah. know what that looks like. And it's fucking ugly. But it's weird that you say that because they've had, during the first half of the season, they had multiple games where they were missing multiple guys on the O-line, and it didn't seem to matter. But on Thursday, it clearly mattered. And they I, I think- it's, it's just so clear that Jared, if he's not getting protection, goes from a top 10 quarterback to a bottom 10 quarterback. There's mm-hmm. no in between. He's just yeah. not, he can't. I I was watching the highlights of the Eagles Bills game, and I was like, "How are we supposed to compete with those teams when 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 you're watching like Allen and Hurts? Just like half of the highlights in that game are those two guys running around like crazy, and it just seems I love me some Jared, but I, I've it's just it's hard to picture that he's you have to be so strong in so many other areas for it to be okay to have a quarterback like that in 2023. Though I will say, you know, the Rams won a Super Bowl with Matt Stafford is hardly Barishnikov compared to Goff. He may be, is he slightly more mobile? He does have. I think he just better arm talent overall, but okay, fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think you, but you have is like the Rams showed, like the the Lions, the combination they currently have, which is a clearly still below average defense, is not enough to make up for what is a good, very, very good offense. But one, if you get pressure on the quarterback, becomes a little more pedestrian, which is, I think, would be generally true of almost all teams, you know. It and it right. is it's certainly true for the Lions. Not surprisingly, I guess, you know, the 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 best, most successful teams always have one of the best O lines. Always. You know what yeah. I mean? And like right. O line, yes, um, has not been playing particularly well. Like that last game, yeah. I don't I mean, there was a rookie there. I don't know how much difference that actually makes, but just for whatever reason. Uh, Jared was just, yeah, he couldn't, yeah, find a real. I mean, our the thing is, our O line can play better, like, even it's true, the injuries were an issue, but I think that even um, Sewell didn't have a very good game, like, no one on the O line had a good game, and um, yes, Jared is not the swiftest of foot. But also they were getting a lot of pressure right up the middle. And that's just, that's hard to deal with, man. It's one thing if pressure's coming and flushing you out of the pocket. When pressure's coming right in your face all night, um, that was a rough, yeah, that was a rough time for Jared. Yep. Um, So what are you, I mean, how, I guess, how worried are you guys right now? Because again, as Lomas said, right, we're eight and three. If you would have told me in August the Lions are going to be eight and three after Thanksgiving, 
I would have said, sign me up. I will take it. That is awesome news. And right. yet here we are a little bit, a little bit nervous, a little bit worried. I mean, so where are you guys at? What, what's going on? You've had about, is it 72? Is it 96 hours to digest Thursday to digest the Turkey and the turmoil? Where, where do you find yourself now? I'll, I'll say, I mean, I'm still overall feeling okay. Honestly, like I'm not feeling that old sense of just sinking, you know, that, that, that place we always used to get to in the podcast of just, you know, I love you guys, but I just can't do this anymore. It's nowhere near that, you know, like that, if, if that sort of describes some kind of bottom, the, the team over the last many months has built with me, at least has built up enough goodwill and enough evidence of uh, really good football that I'm willing to try try very much to see this in context of the overall record. Mm -hmm. uh, it stands to reason there are going to be there's going to be a game or maybe two that we just fucking lose and suck at inexplicably. If that seems to happen sometimes, even to the very best teams, like uh, who lost? Who was it that lost to uh, Denver? Was that the 49ers? No, the Chiefs I, did. The Chiefs lost to Denver. That was pretty weird, you know. Though Denver's six and five now. So yeah, yeah. so Denver has turned out like they figured. But no, I know what you mean. Right. There's teams it, lay eggs. You know, sometimes it just happens, and um, yeah, it's Jared's spate of turnovers is definitely concerning. Obviously. And especially after that long ass streak of no turnovers, it seems right. it's it's either all, all of the turnovers or none, all or none. Right. right. But uh, I mean, if we want to leap into the sleeping on Jared conversation, I suppose. I, we could. I think there's a couple of things. Um, looking back on this season, we've won. We had we've won a couple decisive games. We beat the Packers. That was probably our best game when we won at Lambeau earlier in the year. We jumped all over them. However, they've gotten better. Um, Jordan Love is clearly a lot better at this point than he was back then. Um, and I would say the same thing for Justin Fields. We played him later in the, um, you know, in week eight, was it? Or, or no, I'm sorry, week uh, and week 10. Yeah. Um, and he's gotten a lot better. So what looked to be a super easy division, um, all of a sudden Green Bay's, you know, they're they're coming. They have a plus a positive point differential on the year, even though they're five and six. Minnesota is just that zombie team that won't die. And Chicago's a lot better than it was. So I think we have to reckon with that, that we started off the year playing very well. Other teams have sort of gotten better. And we are like, including if you look at our, the rest of our um, schedule, what once seemed like all these easy games, like at the Saints, well, the Saints are actually now a decent team. They are what? They're they're five um, and six. 
five and six and and have a, a positive um point differential so they're not you know they don't completely suck um although they did lose to the felt the falcons but that was on the road they've lost a couple times on the road but they've won um a bunch of games at home and um and then we've got two games against the vikings and you know those are concerning we have a game against uh game against the bears and a game uh with the broncos it's not going to be an easy and the cowboys um it's not going to be an easy schedule we're not going to cakewalk um through the rest of the season um look I did predict this year at the beginning at the top uh preseason predictions that they would go 10 and 7. Do I still think they'll go 10 and 7? I would say 11 wins is a lot more likely now that they've already got uh 8. But um I think I think that 11 and 6 is not unthinkable. But so here's the question. You said all these other teams have gotten better. It it sounds like you don't necessarily think that we've gotten why like why does it feel like this team is stalled a little bit? Because right? Some of it, some of it obviously is semi-fluky and is just like you have Jared has six turnovers in two games. You, if you go one and one in that, that's good, right? Like they should have gone zero oh and two. So you could, to a very large extent, just say, you know what? If they if they keep the turnovers even, they're gonna they're gonna be fine, right? But is there is there anything else that you think is going on that explains why? Again, I think it's pretty clear that their last really good game. If you go back and look at the schedule, it's probably that Tampa win. They got waxed by the Ravens the next week. And then I think you had the rate. I think they've gone two and two since then. No, three and one, right? They beat the Raiders. The Raiders, they handled pretty easily, even though the Raiders made a little run of it. Um, But a 12-point victory. So, Yeah. yeah, so why, why, so why, again? What what else do you think is happening, if anything, that explains this little lull we're in? Well, I mean, I want to think about a little bit about the game that happened, and you know what it what what was Green Bay doing that was giving us so much trouble? And I think a few things stick out. We've already talked about it a little bit. Uh, just the, their D line, just really dominating. And being in our backfield all day long and just getting pressure on Jared, haven't seen that very much. I mean, that was the whole thing, right? They we mm-hmm. built this mighty O line that'll keep our guy upright, and we yeah, like look, it's it's not like we're shocked. Like oh my goodness, we thought Jared, you know, could handle this kind of pressure. Like we kind of knew that he that he can't. Uh, what we know is when he's protected like the best O-lines do, he can be surgical and he can win a lot of games, put up a lot of points. When it's when the O-line protection is really anything less than like a high B plus, then it's get, getting into very shaky territory. And, uh, you know, I think that's 
So that's one thing we're seeing. What else? What else did the panel? I think, I mean, I think the other obvious thing that's been going on really since the um, Las Vegas game, since we beat the Raiders, is we just haven't gotten any pass rush in the last three games. Um, I I don't want to, I'm not going to blame this past loss on the defense as much, given that they had to deal with so many turnovers, but at the same time, they just, they're letting other quarterbacks sit in the pocket and do whatever they want for the most part. And that's just not gonna, you know, it's, we're losing the battle of the line and, uh, that's not going to work. I mean, our O-line, you know, this this is the first week I think our O-line has played a truly bad game. So I'm not going to, but our our defensive line, and I really think that's just a matter of talent. And I might say as well with Jared, there's a little bit of just reversion to the mean. I mean, he was playing like a top five quarterback for the beginning of the year, and it just might be, you know, we're, we're not quite, we're not quite there with him. That's not exactly who he is. Yeah. I mean, my, my thing is, I think I'm not big into like second guessing the coaches and all that, but I, I'm not, Go I ahead, think I'm Todd. not, I'm not a big, coaches. I'm not a big Aaron Glenn fan. Like if you're not getting any pressure on the quarterback, you got to fucking blitz more. Like you can't just let them sit back. Cause obviously the scheme is like, we're going to rush four guys and we're going to put seven guys in coverage all over the field. Every single quarterback has a great week against us in the last like month. You got to do something different. Yeah. You know, you got it. You got to just, you got to do something different. Um, I, I think I, I still feel pretty good about my 11 and six pick. Yeah. Um I I I think they're going to go 500 the rest of the way. I think they could do better than that. Minnesota right now, I think Dobbs sanity is is uh has maybe run its course. Um they're currently right now in what is being voted the most boring game in Monday Night Football history and that's a high <laughs> bar. It yeah. is uh it is currently how much time do we have left in the first half? I believe it's three nothing Bears at the two minute warning of the first half. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm not really feeling like I I I don't see how I think at the worst we split with Minnesota. I think we're going to win this week. I just and I I don't know they're going to find another win between the Denver and Chicago games. I just I don't you know. But I think what's clear at this point in the season right now, it feels pretty evident that we're the fourth best team in the NFC. I think it's pretty clear that Philly and and the Niners are well ahead of us. And I don't don't know if Dallas visited us in the playoffs. Maybe we'd win that. Dallas is a weird team. They beat up on the shitty teams and they lose to the good teams. So their point differential is crazy. It's like 150 or 168 or something insane. But they're inconsistent. But it seems like right now the Lions are, you know, they're the best team in a bad division. Um, and I think it's clear. We, we've talked about this. They're, they're ahead of schedule. And I think the beginning of the season made us feel like they were closer than than they were. 
um, and that we thought like, hey, maybe this team can get the one seed and who knows, anything can happen. And it's, you know, I think right now the outcome that we thought was going to happen at the beginning of the season, like if you, I looked at this today, if the, if the, um, if the playoffs started today, the Lions are the third seed, I think, and they would host the Vikings. And so, you know, it it seems quite likely that the most likely outcome to the season right now is they finish around 11 wins. They host a playoff game and they host somebody like the Vikings, maybe the Saints, maybe the, you know, or, or not the Saints, or maybe the Seahawks, which I feel like we'd win a revenge game. And they're going to win a game and then they're going to go on the road and probably get stampeded by San Francisco or Philly. That seems like yeah. how the season's going to end. And I don't think, uh, I mean, you know, Right I don't now, think that's so bad of an outcome to the season. No, I mean, I think right now that seems that would be awesome. <laughs> if you I can mean, come on, a playoff a playoff win for the Detroit Lions yeah. would be. Yeah. I mean, let, I mean, let's yeah, let's be real here. I mean, a playoff any playoff win would be freaking incredible. Hosting a playoff game would be amazing if we can just do that. I mean, hosting and winning together would would just be fucking huge. And even even if they get obliterated in the next round, like fair enough. But right now, it's yeah. that you know, just winning that playoff game. Um, yeah, they just it seems like against any given team, they're capable of really sucking. You know, yeah, reasons that are not exactly clear. Other than maybe the O-line rookie guy, possibly the, the defense just wearing down, maybe? Are they, are they th- injuries going on? I don't know. Can I throw out a theory? Tell me what you think of this. I wonder if the fallout from the Chicago game and the short week, that you didn't have a situation in which like half the team was basically like, we're a team of destiny. Right. Like we had that crazy Chargers game, right, that we won with that last second field goal. It was a back and forth, tough road win. And then we win a game that we had no right winning. And you got this short week and the guys are kind of spent and the coaches are trying desperately to tell them like, hey, dudes, you should have lost that game. Why don't you play a little harder in practice? And they just weren't ready. I wonder if that I mean, it's not a good thing if that's the case. But I wonder if that was part of what happened, that the team was just a little, they just were not mentally ready for that game. I, I That's why I'll say, whether or not you believe in that theory, I think there's no question that this game Sunday is a strangely, extremely pivotal game in the season right now. Because if yeah. they play bad... yeah. Then, then something's really wrong. If they come out and they're flat or they're sloppy, or Jared has two to three turnovers, if they don't, if all these trends continue, then I think we start to panic a little bit, and we start wondering if the guy running the simulation wasn't ingeniously setting us up for true agony. Yeah. Uh, well, a lot psychologically, a lot is riding on the next game, right? Um, yeah. just for the narrative for ever, how everybody feels about it. 
uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, one thing that I think Jared has shown that he can be good at just throughout his career uh, as well is bouncing back, you know, being down, being out and then bouncing back. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still believe in the, in the coaches like Ben Johnson, Johnson still doing his thing. Um, teams go through a rough patch and uh, I agree. So I think we got a, yeah, it's not panic time, but if obviously just like any team, like if they keep losing, especially like this in, in a way that just seems sort of lifeless and I won't say inept, but lifeless, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's cause for concern. It's, it's, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. We, but on the other hand, they're still eight and three and they're going to make the playoffs. And, uh, well, <laughs> wow. Just definitely. Well, I think so. I, I'm not counting any chickens be, before they're hatched. Um, they still have to win some games. I, I like this game against the Saints. I think it, you're like, Uncle Brother is right. It's an important game, and it's also just a good test of a very average team playing yeah. in a very average team on the road. Um, obviously, yeah. the home cooking wasn't doing it for us, but we played well on the road this year. And I think we just, I mean, honestly, you know, if Dan Dan Campbell's got to get the team back to biting kneecaps, that was just not a biting kneecaps performance the the packers came into ford field and bit our knee kneecaps and um they just were they out physicaled us they just out you know uh they beat us up essentially and um i think that the saints uh they have a lot of injuries i'm i'm taking a look but it looks like they're uh, Chris Olave. Oh, I'm not sure you say it. Olave, Olave. Their main receiver is probably out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, they're not going to be. I don't think they're going to be anywhere close to even their best. Olave uh, is their top receiver. He had a concussion. He uh, had a concussion in the last game, so he's in that old protocol. Oh, well, then, um, then this is a game that they need to win already yeah and the other good news if you looked at the stats from their last week's game against the against the falcons yeah they gave up 228 yards on the ground wow uh, and that's a lot of yards on the ground to give up for those Jesus. of you those of and you that's that are yeah and that's not a football. we played uh, we played the Falcons. The Falcons. Dino and I witnessed and they were, the Falcons. In, they in couldn't person. run. They couldn't do shit against uh, um, yeah. our defense. Yeah. Like they're we very very worried about it too. Yeah, they're pretty predictable. And say what you will about our. I mean, one of the aspects of the game against Green Bay that wasn't awful is that Gibbs and Montgomery combined for twenty six carries. For 125 yards. So the running game was okay. I mean, they were part of the problem. And I think Campbell talked about this after was 
you know, you get down in a hole and it's hard to just play your regular, though they probably could have done it. And they, I think they panicked more than they needed to. We haven't even discussed the, the, uh, the, the regrettable fake punt attempt, which also seemed, it just seemed like a game in which all the sort of charm of this team kind of evaporated. They, I think they were O of six on fourth down conversion attempts. You know, it just, they got unlucky. I think the good news is my hunch is that this team believes in itself more than we believe in it because we're so scarred. Yeah. I think I think they're again, they could come out and poop the bed on Sunday, but I think it's likely that they won't. I, mm-hmm. I gotta believe that that they're gonna fix some things. It also has helped. They have 10 days yeah. to get ready to, for this game. Um I I forgot to mention I ha- I spoke to Air Low and got a mailbag question. Uh-huh. Um, I actually got two of them. One of them we've discussed, but maybe he he wanted to know: Is Jared fully losing it, or is the incomplete O line that's not allowing him to do what he does best? Well, how, how, you think it's Lomas? You think it's more the O line than than Jared? I mean, just suddenly. I mean, I think we've been talking about that a little bit, but uh, yeah, they ha- they've had a lot of injuries on the O line, a lot of sort of discontinuity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, this I, and I believe this rookie they brought in, like the the reviews were not good. You know, I think I don't think they're going to start him anymore. Like he kind of failed that test. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think we're maybe sort of learning. Well, we're learning something about Jared that we kind of knew, but this definitely confirms it. Um, yeah, it's very dependent on a certain level of O-line play. And I think there is some plays also, though, where he's holding on to the ball a little long and maybe. looks kind of confused about reading the defense. Um, and also, I actually thought this was a bad game for Ben Johnson. Um, he's had so many fantastic games but the 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 coaching staff just didn't seem to make adjustments like we weren't um getting good pass coverage the line wasn't giving us good pass coverage all game and it seemed like they continued to call passing plays that took a long time to develop instead of looking when they kept it to a short uh shorter crossing routes and even screen passes i thought just there's a way to, there are plays to call when you're not getting a lot of, you know, when, when the um, other team, the defensive is getting a lot of pressure on you. And it just didn't seem like they made that adjustment. I agree. I agree. I think I, I, I'll say this as well. The, the, the wise guys in Vegas, you guys know what the line is for Sunday? I did. Yeah. I happened to look at it. So Lomas, would you like to guess? Ooh. Um, Three it's in New Orleans. Yeah, it's in New Orleans. Uh, one and a half. Lions minus four. Yeah, right? I was surprised. That's oh, okay. So, I mean, there's still belief. Yeah, the national oh, yeah. guys think we're better, and that's I also road. think. I also think that that yeah. reflects the injuries going on to um, New Orleans. Yeah, it's New Orleans. They're t- uh. 
let's see, Marshawn Marshawn Lattimore, their cornerback, is out. Michael Thomas, their wide receiver, is out. And uh, as I said, Chris Olave is out, or Mate is questionable. So that's that's their top three receivers. Um, at what quarterback, are they, what are they, do you guys know who they they're starting at quarterback? I had completely forgotten this. Derek uh, Carr. Yeah, good old Derek Carr. Oh, with really? some with and that guy, what's his first name? The Hill guy who's like comes in every. Oh, Taysom time. Hill, yeah. Taysom Hill, yeah. What I uh, they had like a, I thought they had um, oh I don't know another one. Drew of these, Brees. <laughs> no, not Drew Brees. Uh, like Jameis Winston, wasn't he their quarterback for a while? I think he's on their roster. Okay, is he? I don't know, man. What uh, what's what's the listing the the injury listing for Jonah Jackson? I think he's still out. Really? God damn it. Yeah. Hey guys, I I I wrote something for today. Would you like to hear it? Absolutely. Yeah, I I would. This is a new installment. I should prepare you. This isn't super short. <laughs> it's called <laughs> it's a new installment called Tales from Ford Field. And yeah. it's a it's a little story from every week after a game at Ford Field. Okay. And here it goes. It was late on the day of thanks, and but one lion remained in the locker room. Jameer Gibbs sat alone, staring at nothing. He had spent 30 minutes in his second shower. He had stood there, his mouth open beneath the streaming water. He had availed himself of the mouthwash on offer. He had brushed his teeth four separate times, but nothing worked. At last, he rose and walked silently down the long, narrow hallway separating the locker room from the coach's office. After pausing for a moment, he knocked. The door opened. Standing before him was Coach Campbell. His breath labored, his cheeks red. Hey, Coach. Jameer, what are you still doing here? Don't you got a feast to get to? Why are you sweating? Jameer asked. Oh, man, just knocking out some push-ups. Like like to do 10 sets of 50 after a loss seems to help a little anyway. Jameer nodded, but said nothing. Well, come on in, his coach said. What's up? Jameer sat down in a chair facing the large desk behind which Coach Campbell now paced. Coach, Jameer murmured. What is it? I've got a, I've got a, you got a what? Come on, man, spit it out. I got three more sets and then I'm going to eat myself half a turkey. Jameer looked at his feet and finally spoke. I've got a taste in my mouth. Campbell nodded but said nothing. After a time, his running back continued. It's the worst taste I've ever tasted. What's it taste like? It's bitter, sir, and sour, too. It's it's rancid, revolting, and I can't get rid of it. I don't know what to do. Coach Campbell merely nodded and smiled. You're an Alabama man, am I correct? Yes, sir. (laughs) Jameer answered, a bit puzzled. Not Uh a lot of losing in college, am I right? No, Mm -hmm. not much at all. And before today, we were eight and two. Yes. Well, you've been lucky. Very lucky. And Coach Campbell lowered himself to the floor and ripped off 50 push-ups in barely a minute. But I don't understand, Jameer said. Campbell laughed. Really? No one told you? Told me what? About the donkey balls. Donkey balls? How when you lose and lose bad, lose disgracefully like we did today, how you suck them until the taste is stuck in your mouth. Jameer considered this for a while. But coach, yeah, 
I had 72 yards from scrimmage. I averaged nearly five yards a touch. Coach Campbell sat down against the edge of his death, crossed his guns across his massive chest. Oh, Jameer, you have much to learn. How so, sir? The donkey balls. We all suck them or nobody sucks them. It's a team sport. You follow? Jameer lowered his head, perhaps in shame. A small tear welled up in his eye. Coach, he barely managed to get the word out. I don't want this taste in my mouth anymore. Neither do I, my man. Neither do I. But coach, I heard one of the guys say you were on an 0-16 team. Heard right. But how? How? I couldn't. And just like that, Jameer broke down sobbing. His coach came to him and wrapped his in his giant sweaty arms. There, there, Jameer. Let it all out. I don't want any more donkey balls. They're nasty. At last, Jameer cried his last tear and gained his composure. Coach Campbell opened his arms, allowing the rookie to sit down again. You remember that taste, Coach Campbell said. How could I forget it? I can't. And you take that disgust and you use it to prepare for next week. That taste is your fuel. Jameer nodded, feeling a new determination he'd never experienced before. He stood and headed to the door. Just before leaving, he said, Coach, do the other guys know? Oh, you bet they do. You've been lucky. Most guys, even guys who make it to the league, they taste themselves some donkey balls on the way up. A guy would have to be like, oh, no, Jameer said. Campbell's eyes grew wide. The two men raced out his office and into the locker room. And there he was, Alabama alum Brian Branch, face in the sink, mouthful of soap. Make it stop, he cried out. Make it go away. Coach Campbell stepped toward the rookie when Jameer put a hand on his mountainous shoulder. It's okay, coach. I got this one. The end. Tails mm-hmm. Ford Field. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, dude. That was like, I th- I closed my eyes and just <laughs> traveled right down there. I, I you, you know what? That story, that tale really conjured the bitter taste of donkey balls for me and it was um, immersive theater <laughs> yeah it really was and it, it 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 captured some of the disgust it's it's the first taste of donkey balls and of sucking on the donkey balls but you know may the ghost of bobby lane limit the number of donkey balls that are sucked this year um, so far, the team has only sucked three donkey balls, um, <laughs> three losses. That's pretty damn good compared yeah. to the usual, compared to the year where only donkey balls were sucked. Well, the entire year. Well, on, on, uh, on Pesach, we eat the bitter herbs to like yes. remind us of when, th- when in Jewish history, things sucked a lot of donkey balls, essentially, in, in Egypt. Yes. And so, you know, there is a tradition of, from time to time, sucking on the donkey balls to recall, stay grounded, and not get ahead of yourself. Um, And, uh, yeah, learn from it. Embrace it. Learn from it. Savor it. I wonder how many guys in football have gone through an entire career without really sucking many donkey balls, right? Like, like mm. in basketball, MJ did not suck a lot of donkey balls ever. 
No. But no. Uh, it seems unlike unusual in football for guys to just be blessed and charmed in that way. Yeah, and let's remind ourselves. It's you know what part of the the strangeness of our our situation right now as Lions fans is we don't really know how to we didn't know how to act when we were eight and two, and then we didn't know how to handle a loss. Some teams, if the Chiefs lose their third game to go eight and three, they're not worried that they suddenly suck. They just, they know they had a bad week and that they have all the necessary tools to come back and win. We just don't know that. We we have nothing, we have no history to stand on with this still team or any. We're still finding out. Right. It's all very, we are still... It's all- all new territory. We don't know that we're good. For all we know, this could be the get beginning of a massive losing streak that and the season falls apart. I hate to say those words out loud, but as Lions fans, we've known nothing else except for the wheels falling off at some point. I don't think that's going to happen to this team with this coaching staff, with this talent and frankly the schedule we play i think they can they're smarter than that they're better than that but i just i i can't i can't speak i can't act with any level any level of confidence and i I really almost can't wait for that next game because i just need to see it i need the proof of of who they are i well the other thing i would add i think that's a a great point and i would add to it also that there's been something a little weird about this whole i mean they're 16 and 5 over their last 21 games and the turnaround from bad to good was somewhat inexplicable right after the fact you could kind of look back and say like okay they were figuring stuff out and they were learning how to win and this and that but like hilariously it's possible i think it's highly unlikely that they could just end the season eight and nine they could just lose the rest of their games and we would be surprised but like would you really think that like that just couldn't happen there's not a universe in which that and it's just that thing about football which again it just makes it the most brutal sport to care about is that on a certain level you just can't really know. I think the other things is teams get hot, teams figure stuff out. And in and in basketball and in baseball, whatever, you have so many more games and you kind of see those trend lines as they're as they're emerging. And in football, it's like, well, they lost. And then they lost again. I don't know why. And then like suddenly they have like four losses. You can't tell which of them are fluky, which of them aren't. But it's uh, it's it's hard to know what to do about all that. It's, it is, it's, it's you feel vulnerable. Football is yeah. tough because from game to game, th- things can swing so dramatically. Like you just said, Uncle Brother. Any other sport, like basketball, like this, in the span of 10, 15 games, it's hard to even keep track of who's they're playing or what their record is or any of that. But fucking football, God, it's like you can be high and mighty at like eight and two and feeling pretty good about it, even though the game against the bears was, you know, shaky as hell. 
But then just one week later, and now it's like, oh, God damn, like all that good, a lot of that good feeling yeah. is not completely gone, but certainly tempered. And yeah, we're looking ahead with, uh, you know, with some trepidation because there seems to be a lot riding on this next game. And I'm sure the team feels it too. Like just to, yeah. it's been the hallmark of these DC teams to uh, be tough and to bounce back and to fight through adversity. You know, last year they fought through starting out one and six, right? Yeah. And they put it together. Um, so I'm optimistic. No yeah. No reason to, no stuff. reason to, to abandon the ship. Sure. I think that there's an interesting way to, to look at this. I'm looking at the league standings right now, and I'm looking at point differential for the whole season. We are plus 36 on the season after 11 games. Now, Minnes- we're at, okay, that's obviously best in our division, but Minnesota at six and five is plus 23. So we're only 13 points above them in point differential. I think we are a, a definitely a better team than them, especially as they're currently composed with their injuries. But I, I want to contrast that with, first of all, San Francisco, who's ahead in the NFC West. Their point differential is plus 140. That's a huge gap between I think where we are and where they are. Now they're also eight and three, but when they but they have the capacity to truly dominate teams. Interestingly, Philadelphia is plus 64, which is um, and of course they're 10 and one, but Dallas and eight and three is plus 162. And they've had some, they are also capable of truly dominating teams we all know that philadelphia is pulled out um all these games but they've actually played a lot of close games and so just looking at the other elite teams in the league uh casey's plus 75 um jacksonville's plus 29 i think they're maybe the closest comp to us in in some ways they're also eight and three um baltimore's nine and three and they're plus 137. Uh, Cleveland is seven and four. They're plus 30. Um, Miami is uh, eight and three and plus 88. So I think that actually, I don't know, I, I you know, how obviously you can read different things into that, into that stat, but I think it's, it reflects pretty well on where we stand. If you go by point differential, we are the fifth best team in the NFC behind uh, the Eagles, the Cowboys, um, the actually, I guess we're the fourth um, and San Francisco. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty much where we stand. Yeah, no, I agree. Fourth best agree. team in the NFC. That's that's not so bad. The AFC is really tough. If we were in the AFC, are we better than Miami? I don't think so. Are we better than Buffalo? They're a weird team. They're yeah. six and six, but they're plus one oh one on the year. Are I we better that... than Baltimore? Definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think Buffalo might win the team that maybe along with the Chargers 
that has just caused its fan base the most agony this season. Yeah. I mean, there's a chance that Buffalo, like, if they can make the playoffs, could just win the whole thing. Yep. And I yep. heard, I saw today they have a 15% chance of making the playoffs. God. Yeah. That's insane. And that's a team that just can't get out of its own way. So, yeah, I I I don't know. I'm uh I'm eager for Sunday to roll around. I want it to happen. I want us to win. I yeah, to- I man, I was looking forward to that Thanksgiving game, you know. I just I think probably felt the most confident in a way that I had all season for no particular, you know, it, it, Lions are home. It's Thanksgiving. Uh, they came off like a pretty improbable, but like awesome and rousing comeback win. It yeah. just seemed like, all right, let's go. You know, we beat this team before. We're definitely better than them. Uh, except that maybe we're not, <laughs> you know, not definitely not on that given Sunday. And uh Yeah. So I don't know, man. It did. I, I just want to underline that it did suck. You know, it fucking. Sucked hard. I, I really, I, I really was kind of looking forward to like a Lions win, and uh, that's. I will say, I think the only thing that kind of uh, tempered it was the Wolverines, Michigan Wolverines, uh, oh, beating yeah. beating the freaking Buckeyes, um, which we did watch as a family in uh over thanksgiving in uh south haven um i I will say also the south haven house cushioned the blow a little bit just Uh, the the niceness (laughs) of it with the addition oh with uh uncle brother with the addition of the hot tub i heard you guys got the hot tub which yes uh you will enjoy for sure we were um, way up. We were way up in Door County at a rented, massive Airbnb, which was mm. a nice enough place. But after the game, I just took my dog and just took like a two mile walk on this like country road. Yeah, I just had to. I had to get out. No hot tub. No hot tub. No hot well, tub. if the other thing that could make you guys feel both better and worse is that this evening, our beloved Detroit Pistons, okay, oh, have lost. 13, 14 games in a row, just mm. lost by 19 points to the other two-win te- team in the NBA. Yeah. They lost to the Wizards by 19 at home. Amazing. Fantetti yeah. is uh, Fantetti is beside himself. <laughs> yeah. He, he just he wrote we are witnessing the worst Pistons team in the history of the organization. And that's saying a lot. That's They've saying an awful lot. Really, yeah. been some awful teams lately. Yeah, that you go back in the seventies, they were not. No, right. but I mean, even just the past few years, how are we getting worse and worse every year? Because yeah, it makes no sense. It would have seemed we hit, we would have hit rock bottom by now. Yeah. But, uh, well, um, uh, rumor has it that the third floor of Walbrook is is off limits right now. And uh, uh, I've seen some tall men walking in through the service entrance at night. So maybe the whole team is well, is in Walbrook for some sort of experimental procedure. No, and and you know what though, from time to time, there emerge teams who just fucking suck for decades for like <laughs> reasons that no one can quite figure out. Like for a really long time, I feel like Sacramento was one of those. You know, 
like yeah. thinking back right. to the, you're just in the wilderness for yeah forever. just the 80s and they're just there's no hope and they're like year after year after fucking year they're just a joke not even bad but like a joke like the clippers yeah. were that for a really long time um yeah other teams right they go through these kind of periods like in the pits of hell and just are bad for a long time yeah to the point where you're like, yeah, when's the last time those guys were in the playoffs? Like, God, they're just perennial dunk donkey ball suckers, you know? Maybe yeah, yeah. are we that? Are we are we in one of those periods? I don't know. Oh, I don't it, know. It seems it like bad. it. We were I, actually our the worst record in franchise history was was it, uh, oh no, 79-80 was the worst. They won 16 games, la and last year they won 17. So are, we're just about... Get there. They might not get there this year. Yeah, we're just about at, we were just about at the bottom last year, and we're, right, we're even worse. So I don't know. Yeah, it's it's hard it's hard to, to witness. That's why the Lions have to... I have to do it. Treat us right, Lomas. I know you got to get off soon. Yeah. Um, can we get some predictions before we roar out? Yeah. Oh, I want to say one other thing on the record. Uh, Big Don, you got a beautiful reedy baritone, and yes. uh, you sounded real yes. good on the air. You sounded real good on the airwaves, and uh, I'd love to cuddle with you in your king size bed with your entire fourteen children and your smoking hot wife. <laughs> uh and uh watch a lions game sometimes so you they know, were by know. the way they all the the entire feldman clan did attend they were at the i game. know they think that that so i hope that our turkey that they yeah i haven't game. talked to big don since and i don't know if he's spoken at all since but we will i'll, I'll check in with him just to yeah. make sure he's still alive yeah that he's doing okay check in with that him. was that was rough. As yeah. that was the as, as much fun as that Bears game was that he took us to. Yeah, this was mm -hmm. the inverse of that, I imagine. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Among much else, there's going to be a lot of pressure on this team to win. <laughs> Sneeze up Bless there. you. Bless to you. Win, to win next Thanksgiving, they got to get the Schneid off on that. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. taking once again because it's one thing to lose on Thanksgiving when you're bad. But you can't keep losing on Thanksgiving when you're actually a good football team. Yeah, you have to. Run. And this team is a good team, even if it's not yet a great team. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. All yeah. right, Lomas, what's going to happen in New Orleans? Oh, Jesus. Well, I, I I I did so great with my pre prediction for uh, last game. Feeling you really picked a crazy blowout. Yeah, I know. You uh, went hog wild. Jesus Christ! Well. Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna double down instead oh, of <laughs> instead of correcting like overcorrecting like oh on the road blah 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 no nah -uh. that DC and Ben Johnson are gonna get the team where they need to be. I'm full glass, not just half empty, fucking more full, almost completely full. They learned from this defeat. This is what they needed to wake them up for the second half of the season. They're not as good as they maybe begin to think they were. This is a team of overachievers, and they need to fight and scrap. They're going to march down to New Orleans like the Saints are marching in, and they're going to beat those mothers 
35 to 17. Wow. Uh, Let's go. Come on. Dino. Yeah. I, I, on the road. Talk us us down. Yeah. On on the road where the Lions are four and one this season. I'll have you know. That's true. We are good on the road. I I think, I do think we're going to come back and win. Um, I don't think the Saints, as we said before, have been horrible against the run. I think this is a game where we can get back to some. I would love to see us just getting back to some meat and potatoes. Let's run the ball. Let's play mistake free. You know, let's um, as much as I love the Dan Campbell aggression thing um, going for it on fourth downs. Let's let's have a game where we don't need to go for it as much on fourth downs, where we can punt a couple times without worrying because the defense is playing solid. That's the kind of game we need is is a low drama game. And that's what I'm going to go. That's what I'm going to pick here. And I'm going to stick right with where the wise guys are. And uh, the over-under is 45. So I'm going to say it's going to be um, Lions. Uh, I want. I think 20. Okay, I do think they'll cover as well. Just covers. So I'm going to say 20. Um, Seven to twenty-two. That's a weird fucking score. Twenty-six, okay. twenty-one. Let's go with twenty-six, twenty-one. Nice. Well, I, I, I think the Lions are going to win. I think they're going to have a low turnover game. I think if they have a low turnover game, they hit thirty. I think the defense is going to continue to be a problem. And so I think it'll be a little close. I think the Lions will barely cover. I'm going to say 35-30 lie downs. I wow. think it's going to be, I think, I just, I don't trust. I would not be surprised if the Lions win by 20 points. Um, Damn. I think, I think after my call, I think the Lions winning by 20 is more likely than the Lions losing. But I think it could be close. I think the defense is going to frustrate us again. But I think the offense is going to be back on track and is going to put up a buttload of points. I think Gibbs and Montgomery are going to combine for over 150 yards on the ground. And Sun Ra will continue to do his work, the sun god. Um, I agree. I think it's going to get back to a much more uh, sort of conservative. I think they're going to learn the lessons of of the past week. They're going to call. We're going to I think we are going to dominate on the ground, um, control the clock like we haven't done for a few weeks. I do think the defense is going to play better. We have. uh, Yeah. Aaron Glenn's had some bad games, but he's also had some good games. And I, I think the defense has more pride overall than they've uh than they've shown and will come back in and keep uh the Saints, the Aints, as it were, the Aints, in check. The Taints. The Taints, even better. Yeah. The Taints. All right, yeah. Lomas. Are we roaring out here? Let's roar it down. All right, Roar folks. It. Well, all of you in, in 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 Roar Nation, all our fellow Roarholics, remember to work the steps. 
remember also uh, New Year's Eve Walbrook party. Spaces are running out, so get your reserve your oh, spot. Oh man, and just um, you, know, you know, and be good to each other, people. You know what we didn't discuss at all, which we'll have to bookmark. I assume you guys have watched the Bye Bye Barry documentary. Oh fuck, not yet. I, I gotta. I oh, watched. you haven't watched it yet? Yeah. Oh, so you guys got to watch it, and we got to discuss it. It's, Is uh, it sad it's, though? I need to watch it like after a win. I, I I need. I can't deal with more lines. Which sadness thing is right it now. on? Where do you find it? It's on Amazon Prime. It's um. I wouldn't say it's super sad. It's nothing okay. you don't really know. In fact, I think it's actually not surprisingly. They sort of try and put a good face on the whole thing. I actually. Yeah. I mean. I'll just tell you one. I actually thought that they took it very easy on the Lions franchise. Mm. Mm. Like, I, I think they, they he, I mean, he's Barry. Yeah. So he, he wouldn't just, it was very clear after watching that movie, what I've thought many times, which is if you just put him on those Cowboys teams that Emmett Smith was on, I think he would universally be considered one of the five best football players of all time. Mm, it's so yeah. clear that he was such a transcendent talent and his gifts were squandered. Um, but you guys watch it. It's super interesting. And then we'll, discuss. all right. Well, it's also worth noting that it's been a long, it's been quite a while since Barry retired and he is back in the um, lion's fold. Now he appears at yeah. every, I think pretty much every home game, which is great, makes appearances. So he's the um, mascot. Yeah, he wasn't going to go too hard on them. And that's cool. You know, we, we the Lions don't need – everyone knows how bad the Lions were. They don't really need – you know, it doesn't really require reminding. Um, although I still would say – and maybe the best time will be after a playoff victory or dare I even think of a Super Bowl victory that, you know, maybe then the tell-all book of Barry – Megatron, Stafford, Billy Sims, all the great players who just had their love of football taken away from them can can finally speak out about like just how bad it was all of those years. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Anyways, I agree. by the way, I mean, score score update. Bears pulling ahead six to three, perhaps an insurmountable lead. Joshua Dobbs, uh, Nassau Dobbs. Uh, it looks like they may have figured something out on him because he's uh, 14 for 22, 88 yards, and no touchdowns and three interceptions. Ugly. Yikes. Wow. That's how quickly fortunes can turn in the NFL. It turns out that there's a reason he bounced around. Yeah. (laughs) It's fair. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the 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 Vikings are on pace to not hit 200 yards tonight. So always a good sign. Always right. a good sign. Always a good sign. Yeah. Um, should we roar it out? We should, that's yeah. Let's do that. Uh, how if there a way? How can we deal with the Zoom limitations on the roar? Well, we all, really, yeah. we all have headphones. Yeah, we all have. Oh, will that make on? a difference? Okay, I think so I it hope should. we'll all have if we turned off echo cancellation. Wait, let me yeah, let me make sure I'm turning off that that echo, echo. location. I don't think we can turn it off once we're already recording. Maybe we I can, can do whatever I want. You're All not right. the boss of me, Zoom.
What the hell? Wait a second. Um, I don't know. Let me check. Week to week. He's week to week. It appears his lines. I don't really know. Um, Can I? Hold on. Should I just fuck? Oh, hold on. And see what happens. My suppression. Uh, yeah, what the? Uh, I think. Well, whatever. I don't see a did you suppression. Put, did you put uh, roar enhancement? Did you did you <laughs> click on that roar, roar enhancement tab? Did it's the roar EQ preset? I'm adjusting my roar verb settings. <laughs> roar verb. Did you my put on the roar verb settings? What about echo cancellation? Do we want that? Oh, we don't. All right. <laughs> not want it. I'm going to All audio right. settings. I'm going to uh, right, go. make yourself right. sound like Lomas Brown. Where's that? <laughs> okay, everybody. I hey. on that now. You know. <laughs> hey. Oh, you got there's some there's some possible Gosh. Lomas in the Barry in the Barry doc. Oh, oh, and a whole lot of Kevin Glover. Do you remember the center okay. from that team? Okay. Yeah. But there's a lot of Lomas in it. He he gets to talk a lot. He's like, I'm black from Barry. <laughs> I, I just sometimes I just let him go and I'd watch and I, I couldn't believe my eyes. Sometimes I forgot sometimes I was and I, was I thought I was just a spectator. I thought I was a spectator with an unusually good seat. <laughs> sometimes I got so confused, blocking for Barry. I thought he was blocking for me. <laughs> What? Doesn't even there make sense, Lomas. Lomas. <laughs> Lomas. Oh god. All right, we man. Love Lomas. We love Should you. I should I roar? Roar. Yeah, roar this shit. Out. I like that Lomas had a hard stop at 10 o'clock and it's 10 15 and we're oh, still here. I blew right into it. it. All right, here we go. Roar. Roar. Wait, Ted, Tedrick. Tedrick, what happened? You, just, you, what roared, happened? you roared too low. You roared too much. <laughs> you roared my, roar so is, low. my roar is so deep, only Vikings can hear it. <laughs> yeah, you, you roar a little higher, bro. Roar a little higher. Let's try to. Yeah, I was trying for. I was really trying to muck it. I was trying to go down and get the embers. You okay, did. here we go. You, Let you me try again. Destroyed Zoom though. Roar, roar. I don't know. I feel like man. we blew. I feel like we Those, blew up Zoom. I don't know. We did. I think you know what? Even when it's bad, it's still good. It is, man. I think that's that's what this is all about. I think we were good. The Zoom was bad. Yeah, Zoom was bad. That's why we need to use uh, the uh, Riverside FM. It's built for recording. I Riverside. I, 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 I got it. I got it. I have to update my my computer. Okay. Oh, computer. My entire. I'm in that period of my life. Do you guys go through this period of your life where like just all machines in your life are slightly breaking down? <laughs> yeah, you've reached that it's right. Just, including it's just my, everything's a little off. My everything brain. all. Yeah, my I'm feeling fine, but my car—it's just all you know. Uh, you got um, a machine. I'm feeling sluggish after a lion's loss. I need. I we should do. By the way, I know we already roared out, so we should really get the hell off after we roar out. 
but I think we should do some kind of psychological test and just track our week after a Lions victory and after a Lions loss um, and just see how it goes. Cause I would guess, I mean, I don't even think I have to guess, I mean, but I, it has a pretty profound effect on me throughout. Look, the I week. go from after a Lions victory, I'm like just, you know, feeling awesome, like in charge and very productive. After a Lions loss, I'm suffering from low T, you know, <laughs> just yeah. like kind of sluggish and yeah, real energy. Just I'm a low beta male, like low T. Yeah. Yeah, I'm after a Lions win. I'm like I'm doing community work. I'm I'm you know I'm out in the city. I'm serving soup to people in need. And when mm -hmm. the Lions lose, I'm underneath my bed. Like I crawl <laughs> this, under my bed. Self, right? And my dog is like, "Come on out! I have legal weed." And I'm like, <laughs> "I don't want it. I don't want legal weed." That's right. how sad I am. I agree. Uh, it's yeah, it's, it's I'm under my bed and I'm like, you know, I I don't I just want to be on record as saying I don't you know, I, I'm not abusive towards my family <laughs> in any way, shape or form. But, but am I am I a grouch? Am I more shut down? Am I less communicative with the fam? Maybe. Look, am yeah. I, am I, do I get aggressive? Yeah, <laughs> I probably do. Okay. I'm a little uh, short. I'm a little I, short. Yeah. The fuse is a little shorter than normal. I have a hair trigger temper a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Just maybe. You know? Do I get, do I go out and drive and cut people off and <laughs> look for someone who's suffering from road rage and get into a brawl on the side of I-94? Maybe that might happen. <laughs> that might happen. Not out of the question. Yeah. But yeah, mostly just low energy, just like I need to get back in bed and yeah. I did do best. I go to the deli and lie about the number I have and then get in <laughs> someone's face when they're trying to order some smoked turkey? And look here, pal. I want some fucking coleslaw. I don't care what your number is. Does that happen? Maybe that might happen, you know, here and there. Does that ever happen? I don't know. Yeah, no, maybe. Um, yeah. All right. Would, all, right. You, all right. All right. All right. <sighs> I've blown past my my hard stop. The train right. blew through right off the tracks. We're gonna have to call it a hard go. go. So, a hard all go. All right, gentlemen. All right. I'm See you on the other side. Good luck. Bye.